Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Uh, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to the No Fluff Network Marketing Podcast. This is session number eight. I received an email a few days ago from a guy that said, Dale, I've gone through all your stuff and, you know, it's like uh, your retention system. Uh, I love it. Your follow-up system. Retail to recruit, two-step recruiting process. And he said, you know, he said, it's, it's, it's all the same systems that you've been teaching for years and years and years. And he said, um, you know, it makes sense, but you know, don't you think you should should mix it up or something? Because uh, it it's the same thing, and and maybe you should just come out with some new programs. And that's really kind of the reason that I wanted to make this particular train available to you guys this month on or this this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Podcast. This this is an audio recording that I think was done, I want to say 98, maybe 97. It could have been 99, but it was, it was in the late 90s. And I believe that the information that you're getting ready to hear is more valid today than it was when it was recorded. And it is the first time in my network marketing career that I was ever interviewed by a third party. Now, after the fact, you know, I've been interviewed dozens, maybe even hundreds of times. I've been part of various books, uh, numerous articles, magazine articles, on and on and on. But this was before anybody in the world knew who Dale Calvert was. And not that that many people know now, but this was way, way, way early in my career. And the reason that I wanted to to make this available to the No Fluff podcast listeners is when I communicate to you and I talk about Systems are duplicatable. Uh, personality is not. That you can create a business uh, with a very systematic franchise approach that will give your team a strength and unity unlike anything that exists in today's market. Uh, I sincerely believe that. And this is an interview that... Uh, again, the first one that I ever, ever did in my network marketing career, uh, it was right after I actually came out with the first ever generic training program I ever did called Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire. Uh, so it was along those time, that long that time frame. You know, it's been a long, long time ago. But if you've heard me speak, live in the last 15, 20 years or on a webinar or a conference call, you've heard me talk about what you're going to hear me talk about in this interview. I believe truth is truth. I, I really believe that time has proven as we've continually gotten away from the core fundamentals of network marketing 
from an industry standpoint, and we've only been basically just recruiting each other, the concept of developing people and developing our own internal leadership, uh, promoting within, if, if, if you will, is a concept that many people in today's network marketing environment have not, never even really been exposed to. And I believe it is the missing link today. And I believe for the network marketing industry to return to a massive growth state and to be recognized as the best business model for average people with above average desire, that these are the type of concepts, ideas, and principles that leaders need to, first of all, internalize, and second of all, be willing to tell people what they need to hear and not necessarily just what they want to hear. So I hope that this information will speak to your heart and soul. Uh, I found this old audio in, in our warehouse, and I thought, you know, this is a message that will, again, try to communicate what I believe desperately needs to be communicated in the network marketing industry today. I hope you enjoy it. And we'll talk with you again on the next session. So, Dale, let me ask you this before we even start. What are you most pumped up about in your life right now? My thrill is when I see my people walk across that stage and they've, they've hit the top level in the company. Mm. That's truly why I do what I do. It's never really been about the money. I always knew the money would be there. You know, you develop yourself first, the money will flow. Mm. If you chase the money, it's elusive rabbit. You'll never catch it. Right. You'll never Powerful. catch the money if you chase it. Hmm. But if you develop yourself first, develop your leadership, the money will flow because the world pays for leadership. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. This is Jerry Clark welcoming you to another issue of Power Tips, your regular dose of energy and power. And let me tell you, we got some exciting information for you today. We're sitting here somewhere in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure whereabouts in the Bahamas, but somewhere in the Bahamas. And I have one of the top networkers in the entire industry, Mr. Dale Calvert, here with me today. And he's going to share some information with you that will definitely set you up to take your business to the next level. Dale got started in network marketing back in 1980. He's married to a lovely young lady for over 17 years. As a matter of fact, got married in uh, 1982. They have three lovely children, and they live in Lexington, Kentucky, in their brand-new home that he just built, 16,000 square feet, beautiful house. Dell is also the author of Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire. It's an audio-video training program. We'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. And many of you probably actually have seen that program because Dell is uh, featured in many magazines that talks about his program there. Uh, Dell has been with the current company he's with since 1994. He is currently a seven-figure annual earner. And Dell, we appreciate you being on the program with us today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right, Dell. Let me ask you this. Um, Obviously, you just didn't step out of your mother's womb and decided to be a network marketer. I mean, I mean right. how, how did this process happen? I mean, how did network marketing come into your life? I uh, got a good job, corporate oh, yeah. America. Okay, least, so you followed the recipe. Right. Everybody told me, uh, my parents, relatives, friends, working at IBM. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And after being there a couple of years, I got a couple of quick promotions, and I got myself to a situation where I'm I'm basically waiting for somebody to retire or die. Right. And I started looking for a business to get involved with mm-hmm. and looked at several different traditional businesses. And I had a gentleman come up to me one day at work and ask me where I was going to be in five years if I kept doing what I was doing. He handed me a tape about a network marketing company, and that was kind of my introduction. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to those tapes, mm-hmm. actually, for several months. And before you did anything? Before I ever got started, because uh-huh. I was into Zig Ziglar at the time. Oh, okay. A lot of motivation. So you know about personal anyway. development. Right. Okay. And actually did not get involved with that company, but I got involved with another company shortly after, probably seven months later. Really? And did you go up to the top in the first six months? Uh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> struggle. It was a struggle? Big time. Tell us about some of the struggles that you had, and how did you overcome some of those struggles? My age 
was oh, your somewhat age, of a factor. Because you were young, obviously, I was very, young, very young. Right. And uh, we got started, Ignorance on Fire, had some initial success, started sponsoring people and, okay. and retailing product. But it was just based upon excitement. Eventually, my whole group started dwindling apart. And mm. uh, after three years in this industry, my wife and I decided we need to get all our serious people together and have a meeting and kind of recommit and refocus. And mm. we called the meeting together, and two people showed up, which mm-hmm. was her, her and I. <laughs> <laughs> but those were the serious and committed people. That's, that's right. So, so you had a booming organization. Yes, huh? it was unbelievable. A lot of leadership going yeah, on. Huh? Right, those first three years. Yeah. But it was shortly after that that we did put together uh, our first what we call unified system. And from that point, mm-hmm. the next year, after three years of just struggle, the next year we were award winners in the company and, mm. and, and things. The next year we were in the top 1% for recruiting training. So things started happening. But the first three years, most people would have quit a thousand times. Right. You know, exactly. Most people in this industry, unfortunately, quit too soon. That's right. Now, why didn't you guys quit, though? I mean, there's every reason to quit, right? Right. Absolutely. Why, why, why didn't you guys quit? I had no choice. I mean, it was mm. 40 years building somebody else's dream or persist in an industry that I knew would work. I knew other people had done it. Mm-hmm. And I knew the problem was not the industry. The problem was me or the person staring me back in the mirror. Mm. You know, so wow. I was growing. I was learning. I knew I was getting a little bit better, a little bit better. And I knew if I just persisted, I could develop mm-hmm. the skills and attitudes that others had developed to create the success that they've created. So do you feel that over that first three years, it was a lot of the personal growth that you went through that got you in a situation to start thinking differently and to really be able to attract this unified system that I want to talk about in just a moment here? Do you think that had anything to do with it? I mean, did you keep reading the books and listen to the tapes and all this stuff that we all talk about that people are tired of hearing, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was in a, a situation with my job where I could listen to audio tapes eight hours a day, every day. Is that right? Headphones, I wore uh, a Walkman, mm-hmm. eight hours a day. Wow. For three years. Is that right? Yes. So you were getting all the good stuff going in. Right. Going Every in. weekend I'm going, if there's a if there's a speaker within driving distance, I'm there, I'm reading the books, and absolutely, without that, I wouldn't be in the Bahamas Is talking that, to you. Yeah, and it's beautiful suite, by the way. Man, <laughs> I walked in here and said, man, I could put about five of my cabins in here. That's <laughs> yeah, nice. Beautiful. So let me ask you this then. You were talking about this unified system that you put together, and then from there things took off. Right. Tell us a little bit about this unified system. It's really the core to my belief as far as this industry. I believe that uh, it's a McDonald's-type approach. I mean, you walk into McDonald's, where's the French fryer? On the left? Always. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I can visualize That's it. right. I can that's see right. where the milkshake machine is on the right, you know? That's you see right. everything. And think right. about it. It's multi-million dollar businesses right. being run by teenagers. That's true. But why? Because it's so unified, it's so duplicatable. They always ask the same questions. Do you want fries with that? You, That's right. You, know? you want to supersize it? That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So uh-huh. it's taking that type of approach to this industry and to your organization is what mm-hmm. we did. I think that in this industry, typically, a lot of people spend a lot of their time running around the country within their own companies trying to figure out, what are you getting that I'm not getting? Right. And when you you put together a unified system that everybody's on the same page, they're being taught the same way to retail the product, they're being taught the same way to recruit their new distributors, mm-hmm. it creates a strength and a power, and it gives people confidence. Right. So that first system was just after listening to all these tapes, for three years, I started to realize that all the top organizations within that particular company, they were all using the same presentation, and they were using the same flip charts. Mm-hmm. You know, this was before videotapes. Oh, you know? okay, right. But w- I, I started looking at the organizations, and that all the top organizations were all unified. Now, that company, there was 25 different one-on-one presentations that you could sit down and do at the coffee shop. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. but all the top organizations, all of their people were using the same presentation. Mm-hmm. So I started mm-hmm. to understand that, that whole concept of unity within a group. Mm-hmm. And once I did, I put together our first system, and it was just unbelievable. The turnaround happened almost immediately hmm. from that point on. Yeah, well, g- give me an example of the turnaround. I want I want an example of the turnaround, but first, also want everyone to understand that you modeled the success of the organizations and groups and distributorships that were getting the type of results that you desired. Absolutely. Okay. And so I believe very strongly that. in that concept. That's excellent. Modeling. You know, and so I, I want everyone to understand that, that modeling is very powerful because it can really cut time off your learning curve. You want to 
uh, be successful, study success, you know, and duplicate that process. So obviously you got a system for doing the basics such as contacting people. There's some kind of system probably for that. There's some type of system for qualifying the people. There's some type of system for maybe um, during a presentation. There's some type of system for following up with people. There's some type of system for developing leaders. Uh, Tell us about some of these systems and take us through this process here. I guess the system I think is most needed within the industry is keeping people in your program. Mm, right. You know, we, we mm-hmm. can talk about systems for retail product or getting people in because we do. We have systems for everything. But mm-hmm. as far as keeping people in, when I bring you into our organization, mm-hmm. the first thing that I want to know is why are you doing this? Ah. Because until you know why, the how doesn't matter. Right. So we have what we call a 20 reasons sheet. And if I mm-hmm. sponsor you today, then before we talk any further, before I teach you how to do anything, mm-hmm. I want to know exactly why you're doing it. Ah. So the person fills out their 20 reasons sheet. Okay. Is that something you fax them? A 20, or they just we write it down? We fax it to it. It comes, actually, okay. it comes in our package. Oh, it's in the package. Right. We send okay. it home with it, okay? Got it. So okay. they fill out their 20 reasons. Then we're going to probe a little bit, find out what are the top three. We're going to talk about those top three. Okay. Now, if a person will do this, most of the people listening to us right now, right. if they seriously ask themselves to write down their top five people and then ask themselves, why are they doing the business? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most people couldn't tell you mm-hmm. why their key people are really doing the business. Yep, that's one thing I noticed. Absolutely correct. And we got to know why they're doing it. Or else we don't have any leverage. That's right. There's none at all. Mm-hmm. How can we help them get something that we don't know what it is? Right. So that's the first mistake then. Yeah, I believe that it people is. make that's is that right. they don't even know what their people want, and they're sitting there trying to, I guess, maybe push these people towards something that they want. And right. their people probably don't even want that. That's right. So they can push them right out of the business. That's right. Ah, Absolutely. So okay. we're trying to teach people how to do something. It just it makes no sense. So we right. got to get real with that first. In this business, everyone has what I call a beginning spurt. Okay. Some people beginning spurt last thirty days. Some last six months. Some last a year. But eventually, the ignorance on fire stage. Right. That's the stage that they're so excited. They're just out there. They're talking to people. And, you know, I mean, they're getting results, whether it's a yes or a no. They're getting lots of decisions. Right. They're talking to lots of people. Things are happening. And then pretty soon they become knowledge on ice. That's right. right? That's right. That's exactly right. right. Okay. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, typically the beginning spurts over 90 days. Right. Okay. Typically. Mm-hmm. When that happens, if you don't get to that person within seven to 10 days, you're going to lose them. Because mm. they're fired up, they're excited, they're moving forward. All of a sudden, Aunt Mary doesn't get results on the products, and Uncle Joe decides he's not going to do the business, and they get right. hit with three or four of these things all mm-hmm. at once. They get discouraged, and within there's about a seven to ten day period there that if you don't get to them, you're going to lose them. Mm-hmm. What we usually do is we we wait three or four weeks, and we realize, well, I haven't heard from Sam. You know what happened to Sam? Mm-hmm. Well, it's too late then. So we teach our people, we, they understand beginning spurt, they understand that people will fall, and when they fall, then we go back to them right then within that 7 to 10-day period. Right. We send them a copy of their reasons. Ah, okay. okay. With, with, that's some leverage right there. That's, that's right. why you're using it right that's there. Right. Okay. Because when, when they make out that 20 reason sheet, they send a copy to their upline leader as well as their sponsor. Okay. Okay, so we have that on file. So now, we if know. they don't send that, you just know not to we work, don't work with them. With them. So that's we another can't. way of qualifying people. That's right. We cannot work with somebody that doesn't know why they're doing the business. Mm-hmm. How can we help you get that which you don't know what it is? Right. So mm-hmm. once they fall, then we send them a copy of their 20 reasons, a personal note. Mm-hmm. And, again, this is being very value-focused. You know, you can sure. have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And that's really where we come from. And we have an audio tape that's called Streak When You Slump. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Okay, I like that, uh, yeah. Right. So we send that audio. What's the basis of the audio tape? I mean, what uh, basically is it talking about? How you got in a slump. You okay. got skeptical, lazy, mm-hmm. undecided, misdirected, developed a poor attitude, slump. Oh, acronym, okay? an acronym, slump, right. okay. And so huh. we send them a copy of that tape along with their 20 reasons, and we can usually save about half the people at that point. Mm. Now, if you stop and think about all the people that come and go in this industry, and if you could just keep half the ones that have come wow. in your organization, oh, yeah. you know what kind of strength and power could come Big from time. that. So that is our system right. for keeping people in the program. Right. And that's what's taught and it's unified and it's throughout our whole organization and everybody understands this particular system. Right. Now, how do they know? Is there any signs that they know when people are starting to get into that slump? In other words, before you know to really activate this tape here to them right? right what does it call again the tape streak when you slump streak streak oh streak streak, streak yeah. when you yeah, slump streak when you slump oh okay yeah. got it okay yeah. so i mean when when they stop you know doing the activities necessary in this business to make get results or, well is that something or what? yeah in our organization we have about 120 
or so meetings that are happening all over the United States and Canada. We still do meetings. Okay. okay? A lot okay. of companies don't do meetings And you can anymore. be successful doing meetings, huh? Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. And a lot of people are saying, oh, meetings are no good no more. But meetings are producing six-figure monthly results for you and high five-figure monthly results for a lot of people a in your organization. A lot of people, right. Yes. Okay. So meetings are effective and they get results. The, yeah, I want everyone to understand that because people think that, you know, oh, look, you guys can build it multiple of ways. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can build this business, and that's the great thing about network marketing. So you guys are usually utilizing a system of meetings, and they're getting results, and you guys are doing a lot of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If people aren't coming to your meeting, it's because you've got the wrong people or a lousy meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, right. that's true. I right. mean, sure. it's, it's a lousy meeting or you have the wrong people. Right. Uh, you know, people are going to night classes every every day mm-hmm. of the week to learn how to repair TVs right. and other, you know, JLBs that aren't going to give them any type of financial security and independence. Mm -hmm. So meetings work, you know, if you got some fire in them and, and and there's, I mean, meetings work. Right. And you got a whole system obviously for doing that. Right. Right. So getting back to the original question Mm -hmm. is if I sponsor you, Jerry, Mm -hmm. and, and we're moving and we're progressing and we're contacting people and all of a sudden you don't show up for a Tuesday night meeting. Mm -hmm. We've already talked about the importance of that previously. Right. And, that's a warning sign for me. Mm-hmm. If you don't show up two weeks in a row, I got seven to ten days to get to you. Got it. I see. So that's, that's our, when they that's get our the barometer. Tape. Right. right. That's and you fax them a copy of the, or send them a copy of the 20 reasons. Right. Okay, great. Okay. And the tape, give mm-hmm. them a phone call. And you save about 50% of those people at that point. We can save 50%. If we don't get to them, then they're gone. Right. They're gone. They're gone. And that's just part of the process. That's right. Right. So that's the, you know, the missing two meetings is, that's, that's, that's the signal. Key. Okay. Yeah. Great. So that's your system for keeping people. Right. Okay. What about your, and it sounds like your system for getting people in the process is, is the meetings. I mean, that sounds like that's part of the, now, what if it's a, what we call play two. The it's, play two. Is a meeting. Okay. Yeah. And so that's one of your ways of really getting people exposed right. to the opportunity. We're going to initially create curiosity through audio tape, video tape. We use a lot of audio tapes, several different ones, some mm-hmm. geared towards mothers that want to stay at home. Okay. We, have some, we have an audio tape geared towards just chiropractors to recruit chiropractors, okay? Mm-hmm. We have a lot of specialized audio cassettes, and we have a couple of videos, opportunity videos. Mm-hmm. So after that initial introduction, if anyone is interested from that point on, if they're open for more information, that's our key phrase that we teach. That's, okay. That's our do you want to supersize that? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> USB. I got you. Yeah. Right. So okay. that's, are you open for more information? If a person asks you that, they're one of our distributors. Right. Okay. okay. Or take. maybe they've listened to this tape. Right. Or possibly. <laughs> yeah. At that point, then, then play two mm-hmm. is the meeting. Right. Play okay. one is your initial audio, video contact. Play two is the meeting. Okay. And uh, give us some of the key elements of this meeting that really you feel that makes your meeting so effective and so powerful. Because you were saying that, you know, either you got a poor meeting or you got the wrong people. That's right. So what are some of the key elements that you teach? Obviously, you have a system right. for actually doing the meetings. You're right. Probably the same all around the country. That's sure. right. So what are some of these key elements that you feel that really makes the difference? You have to get the right people in front of the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We we do a training at the end, so our actual briefing lasts about thirty five to forty five minutes. Okay. We take a ten minute break, and then we have an eight week training course that we go through, and we just repeat it over and over. How long does that training last? Uh, the training usually lasts about twenty minutes. Okay. And after you have your thirty five to forty five minute briefing or presentation, and you have that ten minute break, you give the people the opportunity who obviously are not ready to step up to the plate, they get to go home. Right, right. With a follow-up right. pack or something. It that's depends right. if they right. are open to more information. That's right. I that's see. That's right. Got it. And then we have our training. And then we also do what we call meeting after the meeting, which everyone goes to a restaurant and we sit and hang out and talk. Okay. And that's where the real learning comes. Right. You know? okay. And the social aspect of this. I mean, sure. I'll tell you, I mean, it's important. Mm-hmm. So I could go through many issues as far as putting together a strong meeting. Mm-hmm. I, I believe your time. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. Right. It's got to be in there and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, upbeat music when people walk in the room. Okay. Okay, we mm-hmm. teach our people, shake five hands. Mm-hmm. Shake five hands. Mm-hmm. If you see a new person, everybody in that room, they need to be ready to join before the meeting ever starts because they need to say, this is a great atmosphere, great people. I right. would love to spend every Tuesday night in this environment. Mm, excellent. You follow me? Right, make them feel good. Yeah, you have right. to, you know, mm-hmm. and it's got to be sincere. Right. So... Upbeat music, shake five hands, use a name badge so everybody can recognize your new guest. Got it. Different color from oh, red I or see. blue or whatever. Right. Uh, always set out less chairs than you expect. Right. You're expecting uh, 50 people there, then have 30 chairs set out. So this thing's so urgency. good. They've got right. to, we got to put in <laughs> new go. chairs. Okay. Right. Have the room cool. 
Okay, you know, because people go to sleep when it's too hot. That's and stuff, right. Right. Yeah. So that's a few things. I mean, right. again, this that's is good. a whole training in sure, itself. Sure. But, right. And the main thing is getting the right people that can communicate with a level of conviction and emotion when they're in front of the room. Right. You know, most people get up, they go through a flip chart, they go through a slide presentation or a PowerPoint presentation, and they get up and they, they're restating facts. Right. There's no conviction. There's no emotion. They're just going through. Nobody wants to sit through that. Right. You know, right. I, I tell people, you got to set yourself on fire, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was a preacher told me a long time ago. He said, Dale, if you set yourself on fire, people will come to watch you burn. <laughs> That that's good? it. Yeah, that's that right. Good. I like that. And yeah. it's so true. And oh, I tell you, yeah. if you got to go stick your finger in a light socket before you get in front of the room, <laughs> you know, whatever you do, you better right. be at level five. That's right. You know, that's I don't right. care if your three guests didn't show up mm-hmm. or if you were expecting 30 and, and you only had 10 or what. It doesn't matter because right. they're, the one that's sitting there might be. I got a great story here. Yeah, if go you ahead. want me to go with oh, it. Oh, yeah, to go with okay, it. Okay, the one that's sitting here mm-hmm. might be the one. Right. I had a guy in a little town in Kentucky. This mm-hmm. is the story, okay? Okay. 7,000 population. It's a little old town. It's mm-hmm. two hours and something away from me. This has been a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, Dale, won't you come down and do a meeting for me? He said, I'm going to have the room full. Well, I go down there and I get everything set up. And at that time, I was doing a presentation with a whiteboard. It was at a steakhouse in the back oh, okay. room, okay? Right. So time meeting time comes of course nobody shows up and i get in the car and my guys there's some feeling bad deal that we had there was a lot of things going on that i didn't know about and all this and i apologize so anyway i go home come back he calls me about two weeks later and he says you know the revivals are over here and everything i've talked to everybody that didn't make it before and they're going to be here and dale i want you to come back and i'm thinking i don't want to drive all the way down there i got too many other people but right. i drove down there mm-hmm. same thing again nobody shows up mm. Three weeks later, mm-hmm. he calls again, and my wife says, "You are not going back down there. Surely you're All not." All those no shows, yeah. yeah. You know, as he said, "No, you aren't driving down there. You know that guy. You cannot do that, Dad. You got too many things. It's two and a half hour drive." But I said, "This is the last time. I got to give the guy one more shot." Well, I went down there, and there was one lady there. So I have a whiteboard up, and I mean, I took all the frustration of the previous weeks, and oh, I, yeah? I let it rip, you know. Is that I mean, right? Yeah, level five. As a matter of fact, I got so loud, the manager of the steakhouse came back and asked me <laughs> if I could tone it down, down a little bit. bit. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So to you make, gave it your all. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to. Right. That's, that's the Even point. If it was one that's person. the point. Yeah. And the key to it is this little lady. Mm-hmm. Next week, drove two and a half hours to my meeting, oh. my regular weekly meeting. Right. The next week, I saw her at a training meeting, which was an hour past that in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And to make a long, long story short, she came in. She went to the top position in the company. She, the guy that brought her uh-huh. quit. Oh, ouch. And she made me about $200,000 her second year. Okay, mm. this was, and she's been with me now for nine years. She's one of our top people and today. And it's, it's safe to say that she's made you more than $200,000. Oh, absolutely. And that it's was safe to say a, that she's free. Absolutely. Financially, financially free. Financially free. Totally, you know, totally free. This lady was a housewife. Her son graduated, had one child. Her son graduated high school. She was looking for something to do. Mm. And that's when I met her. Wow. And uh, her name's Carol Ely, by the way. Right. Just a super, super lady. Excellent. One of the top leaders within our organization. Mm. And so the key there also is not to quit. That's right. Because you don't understand that some people don't understand that the harvest is in a different season than the planting. That's so right. when people go out there and plant some stuff, talk to some people, and then all of a sudden they don't get these instant results. The U-Haul truck doesn't back up with all the cash. They think something's wrong. But what they don't realize is that you never know what you've done. And also, it's not necessarily who you bring in. It's who they can know. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh, so that's powerful. So you really teach that. Absolutely. Obviously, you tell that story quite a bit. Right. Right. <laughs> I bet. But, uh-huh. you know, I looked at my top 20 income earners within our organization. Mm-hmm. 17 of the top 20. The people that brought them into this industry are no longer in the oh industry. Oh, my goodness. I was sponsored by my best friend. He was the best man at my wedding. Mm. You know, he had so confidence, much confidence in me, he quit three weeks after I Is joined. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That's, that sounds like millions and millions of dollars <laughs> that he's left at the table. My goodness. Well, let me ask you this. What type of system do you have? I call it an incubator system. In other words, there's some people are going to get started and so forth, and they're not really ready to just go all the way to the top because their right. self-image may be a little low, self-esteem right. or whatever may right. be low for whatever reason. Right. Do you have any, uh, like I said, I call it an incubator system because it's like when a baby, a newborn baby is born, comes into this environment, they're not ready for it. So they put them in an incubator right. to give them the opportunity to breathe appropriately and develop their immune system so they can survive out in this new land. Right. How about when people get started in network marketing, sometimes – 
you know, they don't have the type of immune system necessary to make it in what I call the jungle. That's right. So do you have any type of incubation system for these people to put them through a process of personal growth or something while they're getting to the point to where they can go out there and feel that they can take massive action? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Books, tapes, and meetings. Yeah. Okay. And we have a tape of the month program. Oh, excellent. Two two audio tapes every month, Mm -hmm. and they're in a sequential order for the first year. Right. The first month is designed for people their first month. The second month is designed for people their second. It's appropriate as far as where they are in that typical development stage of a distributor. Right. Okay. Which so is strong. That's very strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't find that very often out no, there. No, no. And it's, that has made a major impact. That's, that's a secret. I mean, yeah. that really <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that has made a major impact. Now, do the tapes come from, um, some of your meetings that you guys have done or uh-huh. is that mainly right. where, where they're from? Right. And it's okay. trains. I've been doing a lot of it for years and mm-hmm. have duplicated and a lot of our other leaders. You know, mm-hmm. they're on the audios and as, as myself as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just like people that are a member of, of your club, right? Of your club, mm-hmm. you know, they can go through your tapes and mm-hmm. they could sit down and say, okay, which six tapes are appropriate for the first two or three months a person comes in? Right. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they can do the same exact thing. And I think that's important. So we do audio tapes, we do uh, regional meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout the country, we also have two national conferences a year mm-hmm. and then our regular weekly meetings. Again, the camaraderie, the social aspect of this, you know, mm-hmm. right. is really key, mm-hmm. I think, as far as keeping people around long enough till they can start developing those new skills and attitudes that's going to eventually lead them to success. Here. Right. It sounds like that's been one of your keys is really developing relationships. Absolutely. And so can you give us some, some of the key strategies or principles or some of your belief systems in regards to how do you go about developing these relationships with people that you know make them really feel special and want them you know be a part of your group right how do how do you do that i think you have to see people where they can go not necessarily where they are i think you can't fake it right you know there's three types of focus i teach your income focused Mm -hmm. your survival focused Mm -hmm. or your value focused Mm. those are the three focuses that Mm -hmm. we teach there's a lot of people in this industry, unfortunately, they walk around and you can see the dollar signs in their eyes. Right. I mean, that's the only thing. They bring you in and they think, you know, you might be the one that's going to make them rich. That's right. You know, instead mm. of focus on what do you want and how can I help you. Right. They're focused on, well, I hope this is the one that makes me rich and I'm going to go find another one tomorrow. And they throw mud on the wall hoping something's going to stick right. and make them rich. You know, that's so right. they have the dollar signs in their eyes. The survival focused people are just people that maybe are in a situation financially when they need something. And if you need it, you aren't going to get it. You know? Right. You know, there's. Why is that? Tell us about that. Why, if you need it, you're not going to get it? You know, speaking of this survival mode here that a lot of people are in um the aura that you put out oh so it's that energy people can kind of feel it the dog knows when you're scared that's right, <laughs> <laughs> right? The emanation and people do yeah, that and there's no right. question but if you have the aura look i love you i'd love to have you in our organization but i don't need you you need me right when you project that, people feel that it, they're drawn to you. That's right. I've got what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got the gold. That's You're right. the one with the job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know they want to get out of it. That's yeah. right. I mean, oh. you know. So when you really come from that position of understanding that, mm-hmm. you know, and being very value focused, I think one of the biggest problems in this industry is we offer it to everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that really this is not for, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we have something that's so great that we ought to be able to, to a degree, pick and choose who we work with. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. anybody you sponsor is going to require a lot of your time, income. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to support them financially many times. Sure. So you ought to be selective. Right. Just because they can fill out an application doesn't mean that you should hire them to manage your McDonald's. So you're saying you really qualify people oh, for your much. time. Oh, very much. And people, I hear all the time, well, yeah, Dale, you can now. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, when my business really turned around is when I started doing that, when there was no visible reason for me to be doing that. <laughs> when you kind of really felt like doing a little begging. Right. You know? I, yeah, I need everybody. You know, please. You know, mom. <laughs> you know. You know. You know, and I hear people on the phone, I can't believe she didn't show up. You know, I went to her whatever party and I did this for her and I did this and she didn't show up. Well, I understand why she didn't show up. Right. I wouldn't show up either. <laughs> you know, I don't want to go to work with somebody that's got to beg me to get involved. Exactly. You know? 
So it's a, so I want somebody that's turned on, fired up, excited about where they're going, mm. and they've got the answer. If they got the answer, then I'm going to follow. Mm. That's you right. Know? So you believe in the takeaway process? Oh, big time! You, you take it away from the people, absolutely, instead of chasing them and begging them. Absolutely. Here's a. Here's, How do you use it? Yeah. Yeah, this is good. Okay. <laughs> this is this is All this right. is a, this is one of those the magic Dale things. Calvert <laughs> secrets are coming out here. <laughs> this is exclusive <laughs> on the club Rhino Power Tips. <laughs> okay. We do a meeting. Okay. As we've mm-hmm. talked about, so. You know, Jerry, you tell me you're coming. Right. And I want to have at least three or four people saying that they're going to be there, so I know I'll have one. Okay, okay, got it. Right. So I want to have three or four confirmed mm-hmm. so you don't show up. Right. Okay. We teach this is the system when that does when that okay, happens. Okay, when that okay? happens. Okay. Okay, because that happens quite a lot. So you got systems for whenever, whatever happens. Okay. Whatever, it, this whole business is so predictable. Right. Exactly. And once you know this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then you know specifically what you're going to do when that does happen. Right. And you learn it and you internalize it. Exactly. Where it becomes, you know, just rolls Second off your nature. mouth. Yeah, yeah. Then you got it. Got it. We take every aspect of this business mm-hmm. and have broken it down the best hmm. we've been able to. So you don't show up in my meeting. I call you and say, Jerry, this is Dale Calvert. I cannot believe you didn't make it. Mm-hmm. I said, we were expecting 20 people here. We had 44. We had 17 first-time guests. We ran out of distributor kits. Mm-hmm. This thing is unbelievable. Jerry, listen, are you still interested in checking this out, or can I go ahead and scratch you off my list? Ooh, no one wants to be scratched. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, so that was a takeaway that you kind of heard it a little bit. Yeah. And, and I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, something came up. You know, I had to, but when is your next one? That's right. You know? <laughs> Please don't scratch me. But you're not calling them and begging them. No. Hey, where are you? Can, Why no. didn't you show up? Yeah, you promised me. My, uh, my sponsor's thinking I don't have any friends. I haven't heard that one in a long time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that is magic. Right. That, that terminology is magic. Because mm. if they say, yes, you better go ahead and scratch me, they were never coming in the first place. Right. There you go. Yeah. So it just... You found out real quickly. Yeah, right. It's don't waste your time. Right. Next. That's powerful. That is a that is that statement Mm. has made me so much income Mm. over the years, and I I did it one night out of frustration. Mm -hmm. You know, because I got stood up, stood up, stood up, stood up, and it just popped out of my my lips. And the person came right to me, and I thought, "Wow, Wow. I'm going to try this again." Right. That got magic results. That's right. Wow. And I've been using it ever since. Well, that's powerful. Now, now let me ask you about some of the traps that people fall into in network marketing because, you know, a lot of people get in this business and they fall into some of these vital traps while they're charging in the jungle. See, you've listened to my Murphy's Committee tape. Yes. So you see how most people are in the cow pastures, 97% right. of our population over there, and then only a certain percentage of the people are going to get into the jungle. That's so right. You have to go through the jungle to make it to the land of paradise. That's right. Now, while you're in the jungle, in other words, when people get started in network marketing, there's a lot of traps around That's right. that people can fall into that will enable them to go back to the cow pastures. That's right. What are some of these traps as far as what you've seen over the years that people fall into, and how can they avoid them? Number one, in my opinion, is they listen to the wrong people. Mm. You know, what we try to teach people is when you get advice from somebody, you have to stop and ask yourself the question, do they have what I want? Mm-hmm. And if they really don't, if they don't have the time, if they don't have the freedom, if they don't have the income, if they couldn't have been on this trip with us. Right. Exactly. If right. they don't have what we're looking for, then we probably shouldn't listen to them. Mm. Not that we don't love them. Right. You know, they could be a family member. Sure. Quick example of this. Mm-hmm. I got uh, out of the industry for a while. I told you earlier I was in the uh, health insurance business. I was right. marketing a specialized product to self-employed people and was in management and doing well, but I was getting frustrated because I was on the road a lot okay. and, and I was looking for a change. Well, me and a friend of mine, his name was Brad. Brad and I, we were working like three or four days a week and we were recruiting and then we had to drive a couple hours to meet at our regional office, turn in our business for the week from our reps. Mm-hmm. Well, what Brad and I were doing for about a nine day period is we were answering a lot of newspaper ads and we were looking for another opportunity. Okay. We were both okay. wanting out. Right. Well, he came to me one day with this <laughs> network marketing program mm-hmm. and he was so fired up and excited. <laughs> His dad was in it. Uh huh. Well, I totally destroyed his dream. I mean, I was all over him because right. I, I'd been in the industry for five years. I was out for a while, and that's the last thing you want to do. And believe me, I've been down there. Right. I, mean, I was all over him. Been I talk about that. ice water all over this guy. Mm. Really bad. Two years later, the company that he was talking to me about mm-hmm. is the one I joined. Is that right? Like, oh, two years later. But he didn't get in. Yeah, he did. Uh, he got in after you joined? Under me. <laughs> <laughs> Under me. But I was, I had great intentions. You know, I liked this guy. He was a close friend. I was right. trying to protect him. I was sincere. Okay. But I was sincerely wrong. Right. Oh, I was wrong. Wow. 
I was wrong. Yeah, but but it is. Man. And there's so many people that go out there and they listen to the old me instead of the new me. You oh. know, they listen to the people that have influence. Right. And hmm. he should have not listened to me. Hmm. You know, because I didn't have what he wanted. We were both looking for a change. Right. Huh. Uh, did he do well? Uh, he yeah, he did for about a year, and then he ended up moving with his dad. His dad started another uh, insurance business, oh, okay. and he ended he up got caught up in all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he ended up, but he okay. did he did pretty good for yeah. about a year, and he led me to some really good people, <laughs> <laughs> which is what you ultimately are. The, that's where your odds are, anyway. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. That's where your odds are. So, a major trap is listening to the wrong people. That's right. That's okay. number one. Any other major traps? Not scheduling your time. Mm. I think time management is one of the best kept secrets of the rich. You know, that's what Jim Rohn says. Right, right. And I think you got to turn off the daggone TV set. Ooh, you yeah. Know, there's no, there's no BV and TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no BV and no PV and yeah, that's TV. Right, huh? That's right. I call I like it the that. electronic income reducer. Yeah, there you, you know? go. And I believe that's what that. I call it too. You know, <laughs> and that was hard for me in the beginning, but I, I took my 20 reasons sheet mm-hmm. in the early days. Okay. And taped it to my TV set. Is that right? To my screen. Ah. So if I'm going to turn that TV set on, mm. I got to take my goals and my reasons off. Ooh. Now that was strong for me. So for a year, over a year, I never turned the TV on except for to watch UK basketball because I'm a oh, big okay. University of Kentucky basketball <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, sports in there. But yeah. other than that, yeah, you know, okay. no those, sitcoms, no, no sitcoms, news. None of that. None of that stuff. Ne- never. I never. see. And I tell you, that's the best place to place your your goals mm-hmm. is on your TV now, screen. Now, you pretty much live that even today, don't you? Oh, yes. That yes. same way. So it became a habit for you. Right. I mean, I talk about TV and a lot of my organization make fun of me because I talk about Barnaby Jones and Hawaii Five O and shows that have been on for years. But <laughs> what I, are you talking yeah. about? What year? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just I don't have time for it. Mm, you know, wow. the people, reason people watch that is because what's on there is more exciting than their own life. Ooh. And that's wow. sad. That's very sad. But it's true. Yeah. It's very true. true too. Yeah. Man. Life's to be lived as a magnificent adventure or not at all. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Helen Keller. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's Life right. is a daring adventure or, or nothing at all. That's, that's right. That's one of my strongest quotes that I really love. Yes. That's powerful. And you you couldn't know that if you don't read books oh. or listen to tapes or that's go right. to seminars, huh? That's right. That's powerful. But let me ask you this, talking about leadership a little bit, mm-hmm. because you have people in your organization that are getting extremely powerful results. I mean, you have millionaires in your organization, mm-hmm. people who became millionaires mm-hmm. from working your system and working with you and so forth. Tell us a little bit about developing leaders. What are some of the key elements in developing leaders? Or Talk to us about leadership a little bit. Leadership's the highest paid profession in the world. Mm. It's not management, it's leadership. What's example, the difference between management and leadership? Uh, lead, you do so by example. It's right. t- leadership has a tell, show, do okay. attitude. Management has a tell. Got it. Without showing and without doing. That's right. You got to mm-hmm. do it with them. You, you know, you got to take them by the hand and say, look, guys, we can do this. I'm going to help you do it. I tell people, don't read books about herbs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Read books about leadership. Mm. You know, that's what, that's what we study. We, we are in the leadership development business, right. period. Our product is developing well-trained leaders. Mm-hmm. It's our product. It's not our product line. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what our products are as long as they're, they're good products. They give value to the end consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, but our real product in this industry is developing well-trained leaders. That is it. You know, mm-hmm. my mentor was a guy from uh, Shackley Corporation named Jim Burke, you know, mm-hmm. and this is 18 years ago, but that's what he taught. We're in the leadership development business. You know, I've had offices in the past and they've all said leadership development centers and, mm-hmm. and that's where we're at. So that's what people need to study. And there's awesome books out there about leadership. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, John Maxwell stuff. Oh, excellent. Unbelievable. John stuff. Maxwell has yeah. excellent books. Yeah, on he's, leadership. yes. Developing he's, a leader within. Yes. Developing a leader around, around you. Yes. And I mean, 21, 21 laws of right. leadership, <laughs> you know, right. it's that's like right. John Maxwell, once you get his books, some of you, who are listening, you might highlight some of the books. Well, I started highlighting some of the stuff, and I found myself highlighting the whole book. That's right. I mean, literally. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's it's awesome. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and if someone wants to become a leader, they take his 21 laws. Right. And you read it every day for 15, 20, 30 days. 
Right. One law, one right. chapter. Put it on audio if you have to. Mm-hmm. Until you internalize it, till it becomes part of you. So many people listen to tapes. Mm-hmm. Listening to tapes isn't going to do you a bit of good. I've got a lot of tapes that I've listened to that have not done me one bit of good. Mm-hmm. It's only when you internalize tapes. Right. You have to internalize the information. Mm-hmm. It's got to become part of you. So that means a lot of people listen to a tape, for example, one time and think that they've gotten it. So you're saying that you either listen to it over and over and over and over again or, or develop some of these other strategies like reading because you got to internalize. you got to think about it. You're utilizing other aspects of your mind and everything when you're reading. That's right. Also. And repetition is the key to learning. Yeah. I mean, that is the key. Uh, hmm. So any concept or any idea that's valid and that you want to make part of you and part of the way you operate, mm-hmm. repetition is the only You know, we learn through emotion and we learn through repetition. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. And most of the time we aren't. We aren't in an emotional state where we're really going to internalize it. We're really going to get it. You know, we ask where you were that when you heard that Princess Di had died in that awful accident. Right. Of course, people remember that when right. they heard that news because it's emotional. Or John F. Kennedy being sure. shot if people mm-hmm. are old enough or whatever. Right. You know, because emotional time, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. you. You know, and that's another concept we teach. You know, I can tell you what I've done January 25th the last many years. But most people, January 25th doesn't mean anything. So why is that important to you? But it's my birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. Uh, she, Dale's birthday, January 25th. <laughs> any birthday? presents are accepted <laughs> but okay you know it's so we learn through emotion right but we are if we depend on listening to a tape and have it hit us emotionally to the point that we're going to internalize mm-hmm. we got problems right so repetition is the key mm. repetition is the key to learning that's powerful now let me ask you this i asked you about some of the traps that people fall into what are some of the key things you feel a person can do to really get the success they desire. I mean, what what do you feel are some of the key things that it's like almost a must? I think number one mm-hmm. is you have to find a pentacle because everything you're asking me, I could give you twenty opinion, twenty right. ideas. I'm, so I'm trying to stay with number one. Right. Number one is you find a pentacle leader, and, and this came from John Maxwell. I mean, okay. I knew it, but I had named it. Okay. Until you can name it, you can't teach it. Mm-hmm. But got it. Pentacle leaders is a is someone who is who's developed their own leadership in this industry, okay? Mm-hmm. They developed their own leadership. They have taught someone else. They've duplicated themselves mm-hmm. totally right. to someone else who in turn has duplicated themselves. Okay, teaching teachers to teach. Right, teach. and I mean, yeah. and, and achieving a high level of success. I mean, there's a lot of people that have made a lot of money and done extremely well in this industry, but you look, there's who they developed can't find it right okay now if you can find somebody that's developed other people Mm -hmm. now you're on the right track but if you can find somebody where their people have developed people Ah. that's a pinnacle leader right okay number one thing that you can do is Mm -hmm. you find a pinnacle leader and then you model or do everything they tell you to do you got to have a mentor Mm mm-hmm you have to have a mentor. Mm. And and I try to tell people, when you're following somebody that's telling you how, make sure that they have. Right. You know? Exactly. Especially in this industry. Yeah. Oh, that's Especially important. Especially in this industry. Oh, yeah. So find a pinnacle leader and get as much training as you can, read as much as you can, read and listen to as much as you can. But you've got to develop a relationship with a mentor that they know you've got the burn. They know you're willing to do whatever it takes and just hang on to their coattail and do everything that, that you possibly can. My mentor. Mm-hmm. For my first, after my first three years in the industry, after my second year, I found him. Right. Okay. Okay. So for three years was Jim Burke, who I mentioned earlier, who I've been around twice in my life, less than a half an hour each time, and have never talked to him on the phone. Hmm. All through audio tapes. Huh. I wasn't even in his group. Okay. It's powerful. But he was the guy that taught me, and I've never shook his, well, I shook his hand twice, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't know me if he walked in the room. Okay, but that's mm-hmm. how I learn. Hmm. So I know the power. That's why I believe so strongly what you're doing because, you know, when you were telling me about tape of the month program, right. I know the power of the audio tape. Sure. I mean, that's how I learned it. That's how I got to, you know, the level of understanding I feel like I have is through mm-hmm. the mentor. Mm-hmm. So find a pentacle leader mentor. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful point. Now, let me ask you this, Dale. I mean, you've accomplished so much in this business. I mean, you got the cars, you got the big houses, you got the big bank accounts, the big monthly residual passive bonus checks, you know. Right. You got all this stuff and everything. What's next for Dale Calvert? My motivation has always, from the when I didn't have a dime, has always been from seeing other people make it. Mm. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think to a degree that it's hurt me in many cases. Hmm. But my thrill is when I see my people 
walk across that stage and they've they've hit the top level in the company. Mm. That's truly why I do what I do. It's never really been about the money. I always knew the money would be there. You know, Jim Burke talked, you know, you develop yourself first, the money will flow. Mm. If you chase the money, it's elusive rabbit. You'll never catch it. Right. You'll never Powerful. catch the money if you chase it. Hmm. But if you develop yourself first, develop your leadership, the money will flow because the world pays for leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and I just bought that hook, line, and sinker at a, at a very young age, you know. When Zig Ziglar said on tape, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. I bought it hook, line, and sinker, never doubted it. Mm-hmm. When you get involved in this industry at that age, I was so lucky from that standpoint, you know, being involved early and, and right. getting a lot of this and internalizing it's just part of who you are. So. Right. I don't know where I'm going to go from here totally. I mean, I've got a lot of lofty goals. I think uh, there's a lot of things that we can do to help the industry. I think that the next five years, you're going to see our industry go through more change than you've seen in the previous 50. Mm-hmm. The hmm. basics will always be there. It will always be about developing leadership, but I think there's some new things that are coming, and, and I'm excited about the future. I just think uh, it's exciting. I mean, I've been at this point at different times. Of my, I'm at a different point where you caught me at a a different place right now because yeah. the house is done. We just moved in, you know. So I'm really in a different place right now than I've ever been, and I've been here before throughout my career, and I love it when I get here because it's it's exciting to see what's going to be on the horizon because mm, there's excellent. something good out there. There you go. That's yeah. excellent, Dale. Uh, any last comments that you want to say to the listeners? Anything that maybe I didn't ask you or something that you would just like to leave with the listeners? I hope this has helped people. Mm-hmm. Uh, tried to give them a few nuggets here and there i hope they'll go back and listen to it over and over there you go uh, I, I appreciate you having me on here i really enjoyed meeting you and being with you on this cruise i mean your training here was just awesome and uh you know of course i've heard your taste before and it's it's nice to be able to meet you personally and uh, i think what you're doing is great i, mean, right. I really do thank you i appreciate really that well you guys you've heard it from one of the master network marketers Mr. Dill Calvert. And um, Dill, once again, we just want to really thank you for coming and sharing your valuable information. I mean, this is definitely millions of dollars worth of information. And the key for all of you listening is just, just like Dill said, is repetition, repetition, repetition. Listen to this information over and over again because you have an opportunity to hear on a regular basis, and especially now from someone who's a multimillionaire who's really gone from rock bottom and who have excelled tremendously in this industry. And so for those of you who want to continue to get more information from Dell, uh, he has his program. It's a generic program. It's called Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire. It uh, has two audio tapes and two videotapes. And what you can do is you can go to his website at mlmhelp.com. That's mlmhelp.com. And you can order that program right there. I definitely encourage all of you to go ahead and do that. So uh, once again, until next time, this is Jerry Clark saying keep charging and go, 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 go. So you're not out on the chase. Yeah, anymore, it's not huh? not as much as I have been, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we just moved in this house. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just been unbelievable. Tell me about your house. Run. Tell me about your house. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm testing yeah, the level. Yeah, so. 16,000 square feet. Uh, wow. Beautiful office. I mean, all cherry wood, cherry ceilings. Just gorgeous, gorgeous office looking out over the lake. Mm-hmm. Over the pool, over the lake, and I've got 103 acres there. Is that right? Yeah, called Eagle's Nest Farm, which I'm a big eagle Excellent. person. Yeah, from based on that eagle that they gave you. Yeah, they told me. Oh yeah, you know about that too. Yeah, they said they yeah. man, they. I was like, wow, that's powerful. Man. Yeah. They said it was a beautiful eagle. Oh, it's unbelievable. They said they paid like 70 grand or something yeah. for that eagle. Yeah, like, it's man, unbelievable. That's powerful. So. <laughs> Do you got horses or anything? My or? daughters all ride, and my they wife ride? rides. Yeah, so we've got four horses. Mm-hmm pleasure horses yeah okay how about you do you ride no no uh-uh. they bought me a four, four-wheeler oh okay the <laughs> oh. horse's head on the front oh, yeah? of the tail on the back said, daddy here's your here's your horse <laughs> <laughs> uh, how old are your children 16 14 and 9 sounds like you got a beautiful family i do yeah i really do that sounds like something you're pretty excited about yeah oh yeah Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.